I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're tuned to the Steve Donahue Show on CPL Radio, your one-stop daily source for Steve's take on the world of books. And now your host, the book critic who literally reads everything, Steve Donahue. Greetings, fellow patrons of the Cedarburg Public Library, and welcome back to the Steve Donahue Show, where we talk about bookish news, views, and reviews with fixed gaze and steady hand. And since today is Friday, and since many of you may be heading into a weekend relatively free of labor... I thought we'd end the week with a few quick book reviews to tide you on your way and perhaps arm you for any bookstore visits you might make before we speak again on Monday. The first of these is the worst of these, unfortunately. It's Disloyal, the new memoir by former Donald Trump fixer and leg-breaker Michael Cohen, who's serving a jail sentence in, for, in part for helping Donald Trump uh, to break the law by facilitating payment of hush money to a porn star in the weeks before the voting began in the 2016 presidential election. If you've been watching the news lately, you already know that Trump tried unsuccessfully to stop publication of the book. And if you've ever heard Cohen speak, you'll know ahead of time what to expect in this god-awful book's tone and tenor. It's got the same glutinous self-pity, the same childlike biddability, and most of all, the same stale haddock reek of sheer stupidity that always emanates from Cohen when he speaks. The gist of the book is identical to the gist of virtually all other Trump exposés. I saw him do all those horrible, racist, misogynistic, illegal things. I helped him do them. I gladly profited from them in any way I could. But now that I'm federally indicted, slash serving a sentence, slash out of the spotlight, I'm overseeing the quick ghostwriting of a tell-all in order to A, raise some cash, and B, assure the reading public that I was mesmerized. I was spellbound. That although I happily did evil and witnessed evil, I myself am not evil. <sighs> Cohen had 200-something pages to convince me that I should hate him even a fraction less than I hate his former boss. 
and he no more succeeded than have any of Trump's other indicted cronies. Uh, next up, we have considerably lighter fare, although in some ways every bit is irritating. It's Royal by Daniel Steele. It's the latest hardcover release from a woman who's written nearly 150 novels. This one tells a lightly mythologized version of the House of Windsor during the darkest days of the Blitz. In Royal, King George and his Queen Elizabeth have three daughters, not two, and the youngest, Princess Charlotte, is sent away to the hills and dales of Yorkshire as a precaution her two older sisters refuse. The novel follows Charlotte's adventures in her benevolent exile from Buckingham Palace. In reality, both the king's daughters remained in London, although the king's mother, Queen Mary, was indeed sent to the country to avoid bombing raids. Uh, but the, the adventures of the princess in the countryside are not the irritating part. Moving characters from point A to point B is something Steele has been doing for 40 years, and she sets about her task with all the impersonal dispatch of a dentist's assistant. I, every, every other chapter, I expect her to just sort of calmly say, you can spit now. <laughs> uh, uh, no, the irritation arises from the fact so simple that it's startling. Not once, not in all those 40 years, has Steele actually learned anything at all about how to write. Her prose is flat, her figures of speech are trite, and ye gods, does she repeat herself. You'll be wondering after two chapters why she isn't edited. Uh, each one of her last ten novels could easily have been pan-broiled down to a competent short story without losing anything essential, and Royal is no exception. There are faint stabs at giving Charlotte an actual personality, but they amount to nothing in the end, and although the premise would seem to lend itself to Steele's great genius as an author, her unfailing ability to provide her readers with daydreams they can inhabit. Even that fails to ignite in these pages, mainly because the whole thing feels so dreadfully tired, like a rote exercise instead of a fictional fantasia. Even Danielle Steele fans will find it uphill work uh, to really enjoy Royal, I'm thinking. Um, much, much more enjoyable is Nantucket Weddings by Megan Kelly, the fifth book in the Nantucket Beach Plum Cove series of romances. Uh, from a rotating spotlight of regular characters, this latest novel centers on star wedding planner Mia Maxwell, who here finds herself masterminding not one but two elaborate Nantucket weddings, uh, while feeling some distinct elements of that old always-a-bridesmaid-never-a-bride mind frame. Uh, but in a real sense, it hardly matters which of her character's stories Kelly chooses to tell, True, every reader of the series will eagerly be waiting for the spotlight to fall on their own personal favorite character, but each book is identically smart and funny and even a little touching. Uh, this is near-perfect escapist reading for the Ember Days of Summer, needless to say, especially if you're experiencing those Ember Days on Nantucket. Uh, and equally escapist but much meatier is The Lions of Fifth Avenue by Fiona Davis a novel whose two main female protagonists are separated by 80 years. One, the wife of the New York Public Library superintendent in 1913, yearns to do something with her life, beyond the roles of mother and society hostess. The other, a curator of the library in 1993, is that first character's granddaughter, but at least at first, she's nothing like her in terms of personality. Uh, and Davis does a superb job of interweaving the two plot lines and the two time frames, carefully parceling out the revelations in ways that will keep even a jaded reader turning the pages. 
and best of all, the New York Public Library itself gradually emerges as a fantastic three-dimensional character in its own right. This is brightly done and eminently satisfying historical fiction, and it will be catnip to book lovers, and especially library lovers of all kind, and particularly book or library lovers who know the Fifth Avenue branch of the New York Public Library, who have been there and walked around and breathed in its atmosphere. Uh, and there you have it, fellow patrons. Uh, just a handful of quick reviews to tide you over for the weekend. I hope you spend extravagant amounts of that weekend reading, uh, and I'll talk to you all again on Monday. The Steve Donahue Show is a production of CPL Radio, a service of the Cedarburg Public Library located in Cedarburg, Wisconsin. powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com. <laughs>